Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. We ain't nobody's fool. No. We shaking up the system. Rewrite unwritten rules. We speak the world all this time. We shine. Thursday, happy Thursday, happy Thursday. I love a Thursday, you know, mm-hmm. because it's a group chat Thursday. You know, we all get to chat it up and talk about all the things that everybody's talking about. You know, we have a, a lot to talk about. Uh, it's been a <laughs> wild week. It's been a wild week in pop culture. It's been a wild week in politics. It's just been an interesting time. And I just love that we get to come here and talk about it on a lovely group chat Thursday. <laughs> Speaking of Jeremiah, like the Bible, what do what topics do we have today? We got to talk about the importance of the Black Census, and we should be joined by Alicia Garza, who is the creator of the Black Census Project. Also, our group chat topic of the week, should Black women focus on marriage in college, per Ebony K. Williams? Let's go get into that. They had a lot to say. The phone lines was blowing up, Amanda. Plus, we got to get into talking with Representative Jasmine Prockett. She's back to talk about Speaker Kevin McCarthy being ousted from his Ousted! Yes. Today is also World Teachers Day. So big ups to all of our educators. Jeremiah is a former educator. Shout out to Jeremiah and everybody who puts themselves. I mean, I feel like teachers are like first responders mm-hmm. <laughs> in terms of just like putting yourself in a whole situation because of just like, I feel like I'm supposed to be here. Um, so kudos to y'all. And uh, so it is National Do Something Nice Day, which by the way, should be every day for y'all. Yeah. Okay. Every day should be National Do Something Nice Day. And listen, do something nice doesn't mean like I'm paying mortgages, okay? <laughs> like, like That's sometimes I think nice. people think like if it's not like some extremely big thing that it's not mm-hmm. helpful or it's not a value, but it's like something nice is literally like seeing somebody that like seeing an elder person and maybe helping them with their groceries or mm-hmm. giving someone a compliment. That's for free. Mm-hmm. Okay, right. you can do that holding without even breaking your stride. All right, so j- yes, holding a door, holding a door, you know? So um, if you spend your days trolling on Instagram, you know, today don't. Don't, do something nice. Do Leave something a nice. nice. Comment. <laughs> you know, if you want to do something nice, you can go to inamandawetrust.com and support my political comedy documentary. That's something you can do. You can also go and check me out in D.C. this Saturday the 7th at 1 p.m. at the Because They're Funny Festival. I'm going to be at Union Stage at the Wharf. I'll be screening this, the documentary. I'll be doing q and I'll be doing trivia. I'll be doing stand-up. Your girl's going to put on seven hats on this afro on this day. So I hope you go and get your tickets at becausethey'refunny.com or AmandaSeals.com and come and join us, all right? We always want to hear from you. 1-855-AMANDA-8. That's 1-855-262-6328. We'll be right back with the Amanda Seals Show. It's time to listen, laugh, and learn. It's the Amanda Seals Show. Check this out, On Thursday, we group chat. It is what everyone's talking about. This is the Amanda Seals Show. It's Amanda Seals here on a group chat Thursday. And mm-hmm. uh, you've been hearing me talk about the Black Census. I've been talking about it on my socials. We talked about it right mm-hmm. here on the show. And uh, we're going to be talking about our team the of the Amanda Seal show putting together our black census picks a little mm-hmm. uh, later in the show but for before we get into that we have Alicia Garza of Black Futures Lab and they are the creators of the black census Alicia hello it's so good to What's be up, here Alicia? with you 
What's up? What's up? <laughs> what's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? So I would love for you to just give us some context mm-hmm. of why a black census. Cause when I mentioned this, uh, when I promoted it on my Instagram, people were like, oh, well, first of all, let me just say a lot of people were like, no problem done. And they <laughs> yeah. did it. But yeah. then you have right. people who were like, I need answers. Why of do course. we need to do a black census? What's the difference between a black census and a census census, you know, et cetera. <laughs> so I was like, let's just go to the source. <laughs> I get it. I get it. So uh, there's a big difference between the black census and the U.S. census. The U.S. census basically is trying to count people, right? It's mm-hmm. trying to get a sense of how many people are in any given place at any given time. Mm-hmm. But it's also trying to get a sense of like the stuff you got, right? So they want to know mm-hmm. about your job that you got. They want to know how much mm-hmm. money you make. They want to know if you mm-hmm. own a house or if you don't own a house. They ask a whole lot of questions about what you hold on to. The Black census is completely different. The Black census, one, you can take it anonymously, which means you don't got to give up no kind of personal information. You ain't got to tell people Mm. about who lives in your basement or your attic or nothing like that. We don't care. (laughs) Number two, uh, the Black census is a process by which we are just wanting to listen to Black people. That's Mm -hmm. it. The United States Census wants to talk to everybody because, again, they're counting and they want to see what you got. But the Black Census is really a political tool for us. Right now in this country and really for the history of this country, right, we rarely ask Black people, what is it that you experience every single day? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And what do you want for your future? That's what we're doing with the Black Census. We are reaching out to try to hit 200,000 Black people across the country from every demographic you can think of. We're reaching out Mm -hmm. to Black folks in prisons and jails across the country. We're reaching out to Black queer folks. We're reaching out to Black Mm -hmm. immigrants. We're reaching out to Black people who are church-going, Black people who are not church-going. We're reaching out to Black people across ideology. So we're not just trying to talk to, like, Democratic Black people or progressive or radical Black people. We want to hear from everybody because Mm -hmm. our community, right, deserves to be represented. We're not all one person. And so we know that, right? But a lot of times politicians don't know that. And they're not doing the work that we're doing to try to talk to Black people from across difference, across geography, just about what it is we experience every day and what we want for our future. The other thing about the Black Census is that it gets used to design a political agenda. When we're asking Mm -hmm. you, well, what is it that you want to see for your future? We're asking about policies that you want to see in your community that can address some of the things that you're dealing with every day. So if Mm -hmm. you say, you know, the thing I'm dealing with is that... um, you know, we're not making enough money. And what I want to see done about that, right, is like, I don't know, a universal basic income. And a whole lot of people say that. Then we say, okay, cool. That's something we should all fight for together. Right. Mm -hmm. So we use the black census to turn into something called the black agenda. And really it was like important, right? Not to just name, like we need reparations. We need this, we need that, but you got to put some action behind it. And so that's what we're trying to do. We don't sell your data. We don't give your data away. We don't ask you for your personal information. It's completely voluntary. We want to hear from you. Even if you disagree with us, we want to hear from you. So you Mm -hmm. can take it at blackcensus.org. 
there you have it. So when we get back, uh, so we we thank thank you for joining us because when we continue okay. the show, we are actually as a crew going to talk about the answers Ooh. that we provided within our own Black Census because there's some real, okay, you know, it's questions that you're not getting on the census. Yeah, <laughs> and that's I'm excited. something that I want y'all to hear. So. So uh, keep it locked right here at the Amanda Seal Show. Alicia Garza, thank you for joining us. Loved being with and you. Thanks for having us. me. Oh, I and love thank you for applause being, uh... Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and thank you for, for being in the world as an innovator for our liberation. Thank you for sharing this, sis. And thank you for having me. I deeply appreciate you. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. Welcome back to the Amanda Seals Show. It's Amanda Seals here on a group chat Thursday. Shout out to Alicia Garza for joining us from the Black Futures Lab to tell us all about the Black Census. Now here at the Amanda Seals Show, I was like, well, what better way to talk about community than to just demonstrate community by sharing what our community at the Amanda Seals Show did in terms of filling out the Black Census? Because I know some people are probably like skeptical, but it was really easy. Did y'all find it easy to to fill out? Yeah, Yeah. I thought it was pretty easy to do. It was super simple. takes about five minutes you can get it all done now what she said was that the black census is different than the regular census so have y'all ever Mm. filled out a regular census i don't think Mm. i have i did one time a long time ago i didn't fill out the last one i don't want to say i did just one time too yeah i feel like i've done it one time i think i did it in 2010 okay i mean i will say this i know that the census doesn't ask you what do you think are the top three things facing the black community right now? <laughs> At all. <laughs> I know it is not asking you that, but the black census is. And I don't know about y'all, but I found it really difficult to uh, to, to answer that question because here are some of the options, right? Lack of affordable housing. So tell me, what made y'all put that one? I mean, I feel like there's a, obviously rent is rising. People are being homeless. I feel like that contributes to the homeless epidemic. I think you see mm-hmm. in places like Atlanta, D.C., a lot of black and brown people on the streets because of yeah. lack of um, housing. So I feel like I paired those two together. Yeah. And when you think about poverty rates and like Jeremiah just said, you know, high rate, the you know, rising and even mortgage rates rising and, you know, mm-hmm. salaries sometimes versus finding affordable yeah. housing and homelessness. It's a big issue. Now, see, I I agree, but I didn't I don't know. I didn't feel like that is a specific black issue. Like, I feel like that's an America issue. Right, um, right, right. But for me, like, based on, like, what was offered here on the list, like, that didn't, like, chime for me as a, as particularly simply just a Black issue. And then, Supreme, you said rising college costs that make it unaffordable. That was something that you put on there? Yes, yes. And what made you say that? Uh, because I have a college student, and <laughs> I still own student loans myself. So, you know, we got to do something around here. I mean, that was my yeah. Black issue. <laughs> <laughs> Well, like I was there, the list is like, I feel like there are certain issues where I like, these are, I know other communities are, are other people in our community are affected by Impacted. these things, but I'm not necessarily directly affected by it in my like circle. So I'm like, I know people are affected by this, but I'm not necessarily affected by this. So I know it's an issue, but it's like, that was a conflict for me is picking the top three as well. Yeah. So the next one was rules that make it harder to vote. And I actually picked that as one mm. of them. 
because I feel like a lot of this stuff does get impacted by our capability to vote, right? And by, because at the end of the day, like the white people in this country are going to at least try to do the facade of going through the system that they're created, that they created, right? Like in right. order to screw us over. So that's why we're always encouraged to like still use that system because they're going to mm-hmm. definitely try and use that system as well. So like voting to me is a system that when actually exercised can just become so much annoyance for them <laughs> that can actually yeah. like create shifts and change in policy and legislation that affect some of this other stuff. Um, the next one was police officers not being held accountable for their crimes. I said now, that they one. had a couple police ones on here. Right. So they had that one. Then they also had the killing of black people by police officers. And they also had excessive use of force by police mm-hmm. officers. Now I'm like you Supreme. I put that one versus the other two as well. I felt like that covered all the blankets of all police brutality and mistreatment of people. That one right there, as opposed to the other ones. See, I didn't check any of those. I just checked white supremacist violence. I feel like they all list white supremacist violence. Yeah, that's another one that was a blanket for all of them, too. Yeah, and I so was thinking I, the killing. You were thinking the killing? So it's yeah. like, for me, I'm thinking like, there's kind of like the... It's like the chicken before the egg thing, right? So it's mm-hmm. like, okay, the killing of black people by police is absolutely deplorable and we know it's a whole thing. But I do feel if police were held accountable for their crimes, there would be less killing of black people. Right, absolutely. Right. All right, we're going to keep going when we get back. Keep it like right here at the Amanda Steele Show. You can fill out your black census at blackfutureslab.org. The Amanda Steele Show. We up, we up, we up. Welcome back to the Amanda Seals Show. It's Amanda Seals here, and uh, we've got the team at the Amanda Seals Show. We've got TJ, DJ Supreme, and Jeremiah like the Bible here talking about the Black Census. We all took the time to fill one out. Uh, mm-hmm. Shout out to the Black Futures Lab. Alicia Garza was on a little bit earlier explaining to us the necessity for the Black Census. And essentially, it's a way to gather information from our Black community that we love to remind people is not monolithic, Right. We don't all mm-hmm. have the same interests and the same issues. And so the black census puts together all of our info so that they can create a black agenda, which is what they use in order to uh, go out and demand certain policy changes, leg- legislation, et cetera, et cetera. So we were going through one unique thing about the black census that they'll ask you, like, what do you think are three important problems affecting black people in the country today? Now, among us, we have said lack of affordable housing, rising college costs that make it unaffordable, rules that make it harder to vote. Police officers not being held accountable for their crime. Did everyone put white supremacist violence? I put that one too. Yeah. You could only Me pick too. three of that one on that one, right? right. Yeah. You'll pick yeah. That was I think, I, I think I picked the one about like public, some about public schools, like failing schools or something like that. I picked as well. Uh, a lot of schools options. that fail to prepare children <laughs> adequately. That one. Mm. Okay, so what made y'all put that one? Because TJ said it looks like you you chose that one too. Just when you think about our educational system right now, you know, we, we're fighting to keep our history in the schools. When you think about the mm. lack of teachers that we have, when you think yeah. about the number of teachers who are underpaid and probably stressed mm. out and unhappy on the job. And that's mm-hmm. one of the most important uh, positions that uh, jobs that is out there educating our future. Mm-hmm. I echo all those sentiments. <laughs> <laughs> So I ended up putting violence against women and Mm. just on the basis of, I feel like we are seeing stories like 
there's this many black women there that are missing and no one's paying attention, right? We just mm. saw that Ilhan Omar just started an office within the DOJ for that particular purpose. Um, and then just the reality around like domestic violence laws and how like they're so kind of loose and lax and you can still get a gun even if you have a, like the domestic violence charge, et cetera. So listen, and I know this may be a bit esoteric, but to me, the way that government is hindering women from getting proper medical care is violence against women. Mm. No, <laughs> that, is, that is that is it's violence against women. I mean, it's mm. it's a bit of, it's it's kind of indirect, but it is direct mm. in the sense that like if you will not let women, I mean, there's so many states that are like we don't care if you're dying. You can't right. get an abortion. That's right. bonk, that's that's murder. <laughs> so I just felt like that was uh, important. Okay, so here's some other stuff that happens on the Black Census. They also ask you um, about how involved you being beyond. <laughs> so they ask you like how. Be honest. They ask you like, did you vote in 2020? Did you vote uh-huh. in the 2022 midterms? Did you vote in 2020? And then they ask like, did you vote in the 2018 midterms? So I was like, I voted in 2022. <laughs> I voted. In 20- hmm. I did not vote in the 2018 midterms. Y'all, I didn't even know about a midterm. Ugh, a I agree. I agree. I was telling um, TJ when we were talking about just going through the, the census, I was saying, for me, I was voting like presidential elections or so like national elections. But within the past like decades since I've like left college or like less than a decade, I've moved a lot. So I feel like I'm never like in a yeah. local place oh. long enough to really be like, who are the people that run this, this city or like yeah. this state? Until like recently, like living in California for like about four years now, I've actually been more like conscious of like oh who is the mayor who is the comptroller all these different things the judges that I'm voting for in a more intentional way that's how I was too I live somewhere shortly and I'm like I don't want to mess with the the stuff these people got going on and then I'm out of here like let them have their thing I know I'm not staying here that long so let them rock yeah, and, and you know, to be honest, so I voted in them. But then what I learned, especially back in 2018, is how important it is to show up as an informed voter, because mm, it's one thing right, to say right. I'm going to vote and show up. But when you get there, you need to know who's running. You need to know what's on the ballot and all of that. Mm. And in 2018, when I showed up, I was <laughs> like, ooh, when I looked at the ballot. <laughs> Right, because you're like, I'm here. I'm about to do something. And then you're like, I don't know who 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 Rick Masters is running for right, judge, right. whatever. You end up so picking the names. Something y'all should know is that voter guides, voter guides are available for most uh, most communities, and a lot of times right. it's the local newspaper that does it. Uh, mm-hmm. But they also have a lot of organizations now that are doing voter guides. What are you going to say, <laughs> Supreme? I would end up just picking the names of people who I names. like their names or you know, like somebody I might know. Like, yo, <laughs> that's terrible. Oh, Jenkins, God. yep, got my vote. Yeah, that's no, the voter guide. <laughs> the voter guide save you though, because for me, I'm like, especially with the the smaller stuff, like usually like mayor or whatever, you know kind of who to vote for, but it's like, who should I vote the for? Judges? District 7 judge? I don't know. <laughs> yep. And they give you, and a, you know a pros what? and cons. I will tell you this. It seems daunting, but like it ends up taking like an hour. Like I sat yeah. down. I remember like I put off early voting because I was just like, oh my God, I got to sit here and comb through. But as I was doing it, I actually felt like I'm doing something right, right now. Right. <laughs> like, And then at the end, I felt like I really was a thoughtful voter and mm-hmm. it just makes you feel like more of a grown up and it makes you feel like you're doing what needs to be done. So 
do what needs to be done. Fill out your black census. Go to blackfutures.org. Shout out to all of y'all for following my homework instructions and filling out your black census. We'll be right back with the Amanda Seal Show. Keep it live. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome back, y'all. This is the Amanda Seals Show. I am Amanda Seals, and it is time for Jeremiah Like the Bible to hit y'all with a Seals Show superlative. It's time for Most Likely to. All right, Amanda. So today's still show superlative is most likely to be a history buff. And it goes to none other than Cardi B. Like, I feel like I've heard like her kind of mention she likes history. She's informed. But on a recent interview on Hot Ones, you know, they eat the wings and all these things like that. In the midst of having a attack of like heat, she had this <laughs> to say about Eleanor Roosevelt and FDR. Which you was asking me? Oh, about uh, taking David Letterman to get a chopped cheese sandwich. You know, did you have a lasting memory from that? Kind of a, an amazing cultural moment to witness. I, that wasn't even like my favorite part. I didn't really care about that part. What stays in my mind for a long time is that I went to FDR's house. If anybody loves me, know me, I love FDR. You love FDR? Yes, and I love Eleanor Roosevelt. And you know how he got us through the Great Depression Real with a war. Mm-hmm. Only president they got elected four times while he's in a wheelchair. As I grew up reading a lot about Eleanor Roosevelt, she had a very sad life. Yeah. And like when I went to her uh, her house, well, she she had different house from her from her husband because you know um, FDR mama she was always around like and she didn't really like that. Like Eleanor wanted her space, just like me. I want my own space all the time. I saw the room where Churchill and FDR was talking about the nuke. That is crazy to me. <laughs> so like you know. See, people, you could tell when people, people are like really into something about how they kind of like light up when they talk about it. Like they like go to a different <laughs> place. And like seeing Cardi B, who's like silly, fun, she rapping about bongos with Meg Thee Stallion. To talk about Eleanor Roosevelt and FDR <laughs> with such enthusiasm is so like, it's, I mean, it's dope to me. It's like the duality of Cardi B, but also as a fellow history buff, I'm like, girl, I get it. Cause there are certain parts of history I'm just like, y'all don't understand. Cause the people was there. They was doing these things and now we're here. Um, so I love that. I love Cardi B. I love this for her. Also just show people duality. She's smart too. Don't, don't there make my good sis. I really love getting to see Cardi like show her expansiveness. And it's mm. so often that we just like align or assign people just one type of like thing. Like right. actually in comparison to that, it's been dope seeing these like recent videos of uh, Offset while he's been doing his own promo. For his, mm-hmm. I guess it's his book or his album. His I album. It's album. Um, but it's like he just dropped a single. 
Okay, single. so he just dropped a single. So, I mean, Offset is like a fun, <laughs> like, right. it actually kind of makes sense, like, why they're together. You're like, oh, like, you actually are, like, kind of silly. Like, we're, I'm just so, you. in my mind, Offset is the person, like, fixing his cuffs when they was about to get in the fight on the <laughs> red carpet at the BET Awards. Like, that's right. that's who I see in my mind when I see Offset. Like, this dude who's like, oh, that's what we about to do? Mm-hmm. Okay. That's there too still. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, it's great to see an expanding of that because I feel like that's right. all I've seen. And right. same with Cardi. And, uh, you know, just don't judge a book by their BBL. You know what? Yes, what she said. <laughs> and there's that. We'll be right back, y'all. To the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. We ain't nobody's fool. No. We shaking up the system. Rewrite unwritten rules. Oh, we speak the world on this We shine and rise. We up, we up, we up. The Amanda Seal Show. show i'm amanda seals happy group chat thursday now Yay. i don't know if y'all heard this video from ebony k williams but she said this so here's my advice if you are a young black woman in college and you know in your heart and in your head that you want to prioritize family i suggest that you simultaneously pursue that mrs degree right along with that ba or jd because a handful of black college age men that actually do desire to get married soon and they do share that value system and family is a priority for them too. Y'all, that is an incredibly small pool and it's shrinking as you get older. So this got people up in an uproar. This had people really having very strong feelings, okay? And whenever we know people got strong feelings, we say we gotta take it to the group chat. We got to take it to the group chat. Got and so to. all week, our group chat topic of the week was, do you agree with Ebony K. Williams that black women should focus on marriage when they go to college if that is their goal, right? Mm-hmm. If that is part of their life plan. And uh, we want to hear what you all had to say because we've been calling for this. We've been asking for calls on this all week. And I know that uh, people felt strongly. And I love when y'all feel strongly or fervent, fervid. I know that y'all feel fervid about this topic. Right. It's one of our words of the week, y'all. Thank you for hitting me up. And uh, when we get back, we're going to take these calls and uh, see what y'all had to say about the Mrs. Degree for our mm. sisters. Keep it locked. Right here to the Amanda Seals Show. Welcome back, y'all. It's the Amanda Seals Show. I'm Amanda Seals here. And uh, okay, so it's Group Chat Thursday. Ebony K. Williams found herself in the center of this viral conversation. It's been all over the internet. She's talking about mm-hmm. that for Black women who want to get married in the future, they really need to start focusing on it on the present when they're in college, okay? Right. She says that the Mrs. Degree... A phenomenon in which primarily white female college students prioritize getting engaged before graduating from college is a thing right. that she thinks black women should also focus on because she feels that actively pursuing engagement and partnership that early is is a necessity if they mm-hmm. have the goal of getting married in mind. Um, and she says that this is because as black women get older, we get less desirable because of our fertility, oh. et cetera, et cetera. So I want to know if y'all agree or disagree. <laughs> so let's take the phone lines. So this is in regards to um, the, the conversation about women looking for husbands while they should be looking for degrees. 
Now, I don't think that that's like a new thing. I just think it's now more widespread to other cultures. Like my background, I'm I'm of Caribbean background. Both of my parents are straight from Haiti. I've been looking for a husband. Well, they've been looking for a husband for me since I've been <laughs> in school. Like my mom has been asking for my husband since I graduated high school. So I don't think it's a new stigma. I just think that not everybody is ready. Like, first of all, there's a lot that we have to do in school. You want me to look for a husband on top of that? Like, no, that's that's too much work. I think that's just asking for too much. And that's just on Thank both you. sides. I don't think it's just like a black woman thing because a lot of black men are not married while they're in school or after school. Mm -hmm. A lot of black men get married a lot later in life where they feel more established. No one wants to be questioning like, oh, like, is this really something that I want to do if you don't even know what major you want to select? So I just think that everybody should just get married whenever they can and finish <laughs> school whenever they can and stop letting those who are married and honestly miserable in their marriages try to Ooh. control what the future is supposed to look like. Girl, don't be calling out your mom like that. <laughs> <laughs> she just said her mother's a miserable marriage. She ain't saying it, but she said it. But she said it. Hey, Amanda. So I was just calling just to reflect on today's topic. Um, just real quick. I am not raising my daughter and or son in today's society to be marrying a guy and to be focused on too much of college just because, you know, they just want to. Me being a older female, I see that if you're going to hold the cookie, hold the cookie, you're the prize and focus on you and what you want to do. I'm all about praising your inner thoughts, taking them to reality and making you shine to where you are the prize. And I don't know, maybe that's how Beyonce got where she got to. So that's just my thought on it. Y'all act like Beyonce wasn't in a whole loveless marriage where this man was cheating on her Ooh. so crazy that her sister had to fight him in an elevator and then she had to Ooh. do an entire public album and tour about it. Oh. Like this that has not been a fairy tale. That did happen. <laughs> The this has not too. been a fairy tale by any means. <laughs> okay, it's great that they got over that hump. You know what I'm saying? But I mean, that's that's crazy that I put her through that. Right. And you forgot he released he had released his own album too to address it as well, sir. So I'm just saying we got to cut it cut it out. Um, but I think these are great calls. We got more when we get yeah. back. Keep it locked right here to the Amanda Seal Show. Amanda Seal Show. We up. We up. We up. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. 
only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome back, Kelsey Amanda Seal Show. And we are in the middle of a group chat Thursday. Our group chat topic of the week, should black women be focusing on marriage when they're in college? Much like how white women get the Mrs. degree at the mm-hmm. time, the same time they're pursuing a master's degree, right? Ebony K. Williams came out and said that she feels like, you know, with the dwindling numbers of marriages that are working, uh, women, black women need to be looking at their partners in college and, you know, really trying to kind of science, like who has the right degree path, um, mm-hmm. who has the right value system and trying right. to lock that, lock that jaunt down. Okay. <laughs> Lock that jump down while they are matriculated. So go from matriculation to matrimony. That's what she Ooh. wanted to do. That's what she wanted to do. But I want to hear from you guys. What do you think? Uh, is it old fashioned? Is it smart? Is it uh, putting too much pressure on the folks? What do you think? One eight five five Amanda eight. That's one eight five five two six two six three two eight. Let's go to the phone lines. Nah, I don't think women should uh, get married or think about it during college. Because I think they have a long road ahead of them that they're, I mean, kind of jumping a broom and jumping over what they could be doing with their life and who they could mm-hmm. be seeing or places they could be going, things like that. You don't want to just instantly think about marriage when you're young because you're kind of deteriorating your future a little bit. We love That's a feminist. Right. We love a male <laughs> feminist. We love it. Also, picking that early is crazy. Like, you, some people get a degree and don't even use that degree. So, imagine picking Listen. a spouse and you're like, oh, you was cute in college, but now you're in the basketball team no more. So, what are we, what are we doing? <laughs> imagine picking, uh, also, imagine picking a spouse based on their degree. And then they're like, you know what? I don't want to be a dentist. I want to start a scuba shop. That happened on, uh, what show was that? The SWV show where uh, Cookie, why am I calling this girl Cookie? Coco's um, son was like, I want to be a, a singer now. I want to be in dental school. <laughs> That's like, right. No. He did. And she was like, get your butt back over to that orthodontist <laughs> chair. What are we doing? Like, you can sing a little song, but you need to go clean that plaque off. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Let, let's hear we, who else we got on the phone lines. I love this. Hi, answering your question. I think as a black woman that I should have focused on marriage and family in college. Mm-hmm. I I don't feel like I made a mistake by focusing on my career. I am now a practicing doctor. I do really well professionally, okay. but my personal life is completely in shambles. I am 41 years old. I'll be 42 in January. I've never been married, no kids. I was on birth control until 35 or 36. So I wanted to finish school and residency. So professionally, I'm in a great place, but once I was ready, there weren't any black men available that were also ready. They were either married, engaged with someone, or I was getting the bottom of the barrel, it seemed, or just men that were noncommittal. I live in Atlanta, so I'm sure you know what that pool is like. Um, It's truly a challenge. and I, I just don't know what to do. I'm considering dating outside my race um, because it just doesn't seem like there's left for me in my race right now. I will say this. I think we'd be thinking that 41 and 42 is like, although we've come <laughs> to right. the end of the road. And I right. will say like, I know women who literally got a man at 42, had a baby mm-hmm. at 43 and are thriving. <laughs> 
So I bet the bet. I just say that regret in this kind of instance is really not helpful for you mm-hmm. because you knew what you wanted and so that's what you pursued. Mm-hmm. If you knew you wanted to be married back then, then you would have pursued that. Like, mm-hmm. I think there's something very real about going with the flow that has been presented to you mm-hmm. and then manifesting when you are in a different space. You're in a different headspace now, mm-hmm. so you can manifest in a different way. I think there's also the reality that this concept of like, oh, we're out of black men. <laughs> the factory is done. It's shut down. It's, we gotta have <laughs> it's a whole diaspora. So that there's that. And then thirdly, I will also say this. Girl, there's so many divorces happening right now. Haven't you been paying attention? I know maybe mm-hmm. you've been busy at the practice, but everybody <laughs> is getting divorced. This is the time. It's the era. Let me I'm I'm newly single. So it's like there there's there's a lot of people don't don't go for mine though. He's not the one for you. But there's a lot of people <laughs> back on the market. <laughs> A lot of people back on the market. They're going to go to therapy. They're going to go through their whole phase. And then they're going to be like, you know what? I want to get back into a marriage because I like that. And you adopt. And you're now at a point in your doctor, in your, in your doctor career where you have time, you know, that's really like the goal of becoming a physician and getting a practice that now you do have time for a family life. So don't give up, girl. Don't give Mm. up. You know, you may have to date out of your race. Just be careful. Be careful that it's not a fetishizer, right? Yeah. And that it's not somebody who's going to tell you that you are imagining things when you complain about somebody following you in the store. We'll be right mm-hmm. back to the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. Thank y'all for all of your calls. This is the Amanda Seal Show. I'm Amanda Seals. And on this group chat topic of the week, y'all been hitting me up. We've been asking folks, should black women focus on marriage when in college? Is it too early? Is it just being extra? Like, is it smart? We've been getting great calls. Y'all have been definitely sharing some dope, introspective points of view. So we got to take some more calls. What's up? I just, hi, Amanda. I absolutely love you. I miss seeing you on television, but I can see you here. But anyway, I was answering <laughs> the lady about, oh, Black women, excuse me, um, finding a, a, a husband while you're in college. I think you should absolutely be focusing on your career, mm-hmm. getting yourself together, making sure you you are whole before you get involved with any man or women or whoever you want to be with. It's not a 50-50 deal, and it takes a lot of work. So Mm -hmm. that is my two cents on the subject. You really ought to make sure you are whole for yourself because so many, there's so many little instances that makes relationships hard. And if you don't know Mm -hmm. yourself and you don't know your stuff, it's going to make for a miserable life. So you could be miserable (laughs) by yourself better than being in a relationship and being miserable together and bringing children involved in it too. Listen. All these babies is all over the place and <laughs> it's just ridiculous. Um, the search for men. Not just a regular man, a good man. You know? Let me tell y'all something. Anyway, that was my opinion. Have Your opinion day. was Bye. great. Have a good day as well. Oh, and y'all, <laughs> Sheila, you, Sheila you, you killed it. You killed it. That was um that was it. That was that was it right there. She was like, Yeah, acting like a relationship is easy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you know what she says? She said something that I think is really important. She was like, 
relationships are hard enough. If, if you don't know yourself, it's like a whole exactly. Exactly. So that's not a time in your life where you even know yourself. We all know people who met people in college and stayed together. Like that's not like far-fetched. Right. Um, but we also know people who met in college and then didn't stay together. Listen, I know more of those Myself people. included. So, <laughs> you know, I think there's just a... So you have I no regrets? We, no, I have uh, no regrets. I mean, I think there's something that we all keep trying to do, which is like find some formula for how this works. And there is mm-hmm. no formula. Like there's way too many variables. We're all humans. Right. We all have all these histories and traumas mm-hmm. and quirks and health issues and student loans. And, you know, it's just it's the loans, it's you know, you loans. think, you know, somebody <laughs> then you find out that they have all type of stuff that you didn't know about, you know, like mm-hmm. uh, as, a, as a as a part of their character, et cetera. That's why I don't like when I see people doing this thing like see that's why you got to ask questions or that's why y'all got to stop jumping into things and it's like i lived with someone for three years Mm -hmm. that i've known for 20 years and Mm -hmm. there was things that i found out about that person every other week that i never knew and not like all bad things but there would just be new things that you just didn't know and then when the bad things pop up you're like well how would i have known that (laughs) right right because you're continuously learning about that person because like they're layers to people also, you ask questions and people lie. Well, that too. <laughs> and you know what? You also ask questions and people really don't know the answer because they don't That's know themselves too. or they've mm-hmm. never had to answer that question before. So they may actually believe what they tell you for real. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's just important that we all make sure that we do what she said, what Sheila said, which is work on ourselves. Let's get to the next caller. Hey, Amanda, this is Erica. I wanted to call in comment about the statement that was made by Ebony K. Williams. First off, I feel like every time this young lady speaks, um, her words are always misconstrued or she offends people when that's not the intention. Now, granted, when you're in college, you do have, there are a lot of moving puzzles, but a lot of couples, they meet while going to school, while in college. Which is fine. You're just dating and you're starting to date, you know, with a purpose. That way, once you guys both receive your degrees and life starts to happening, your future is probably your future is pretty much there. Um, you just have to execute a few things. So I see absolutely nothing wrong with what she said. Um, and she's right. Um, there's slim pickings and you have to be very intentional with your life early on. I love how she said, you just have to work out a couple things. Is that right? (laughs) In this economy? (laughs) You're going to be living with your partner in their their family house. I just also, when when we get back, I just want to talk about, I just want to sum this up. Uh, Okay. I just want to sum this up. So keep it like right here at the Amanda Seals Show. The Amanda Seals Show. We up, we up, we up. This is the Amanda Seals show. I'm Amanda Seals. We've been having our, a, good, a good old time with the group chat topic of the week. And um, yes. the topic was Ebony K. Williams saying that women should, black women should be focusing on marriage as early as college if that's something that they want for their future. So I loved our callers. And the thing, though, that I did, there's a couple of things I feel like just didn't get mentioned. One, okay. we're talking about black women, but it's like, I don't know many black men who are in college looking for a wife. Um, a, very true. Very true. So this whole idea of like black women, you need, it's always on us. Everything is always on us. And it's like, there's certain things that simply require two to tango. And mm-hmm. the reality is, is that the, the conversation that she had on her show was saying that black men actually 
men in general kind of like get more desirable as they get older because they become, you know, because uh-huh. they may get more established, et cetera, right? There's an right, idea of like right. more maturity. Whereas women, there's the aging process. There's, you know, mm-hmm. the, the, the diminishment of your fertility. Um, mm-hmm. And just also the idea that you're not as easy to control because you're more of a <laughs> like realized person. And so within that context, it really is a short-sighted view, in my opinion, to say, oh, well, then women, you need to be focusing on marriage in college because you're literally discounting the fact that the people that they're focusing on marriage with are people who don't have to think about marriage in college because they get more desirable as they get older. That's true. I think about it that way. That's true. So it's kind of like focus on yourself. And, you know, and if and if someone I I really just and when I say that, I don't mean like shut down love if it doesn't come your way. Like, I think college is a beautiful place to start exploring relationships and start understanding, Mm -hmm. you know, what it means to be interacting with somebody in a real way. But I will be I will say this, y'all. I agree that, like, if marriage is in your focus, keep that in your view. Mm-hmm. But there's this idea that like you have to put men first and we are not in a society where that is the best way to move as a woman. That'll get you set up over and over and over again. And when people ask me all the time, Amanda, what would you tell your younger self? I always tell them I would tell my younger self, don't worry about dudes. Don't worry Do about, trying to about dudes. dudes. What? Oh my gosh. You just don't get yes. energy. That's why I'm like, What's the energy? I, well, I guess I only know you in this iteration of you. So I feel like you're very like, not independent, but I feel like you, you, you aren't like men focused. That makes sense. I don't see you as like a boy crazy teenager. Just like the guy. I wasn't a teenager. I wasn't a boy crazy teenager at all. But in my 20s, it was my first time being in the world, you know, and I was actually uh. like a late bloomer. So now like people were looking at me like I'm, you know, sexually desirable. Like I never had any of that growing up. And I also didn't have a parent who was like giving me any guidance with that. So there was a lot of like looking for approval and validation from men. You know, that's why you end Mm. up sleeping with so many people because you're like, I guess this is what we're supposed to do. Right. Right. Like this is, this is what I I guess. This happened in the Um, movies. (laughs) Yes. And there's so much in our pop culture, in our books, in our movies, et cetera, that really sends the message that like, this is what makes you desirable. Being good Mm. at this is going to make Mm. you desirable to men and you should want a man. Mm. Like that is, Mm. that is marketed to us all day long. Yeah. But I think the other point that I want to make a reference to is this idea that like, well, the white girls are doing it. Mm-hmm. And I think it's really important to acknowledge that white women um, and college, <laughs> you know, they got the right to go to college earlier than us. You know, right. they, they, all, they, they, they had the opportunity to go to college. And even before they had the opportunity to go to college themselves, they had access to college men. Mm-hmm. To read. We, <laughs> Well, yes. Right. We didn't have that. Like our our men had to fight to go to college, sometimes lose their lives to go to college. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. There was a brother who actually sued to be able to go to a college in. I want to say it was in South Carolina and um, he was in Chicago on break before he was going to go down to school because he won the case and Mm -hmm. he was never heard from again. He disappeared and was never heard from again. So 
when we talk about college in the context of blackness, like mm-hmm. it is such still a privilege and um, a right that we have fought for to be able to go to college and then to have our HBCUs. And, you know, we look at places like Tuskegee and Lincoln mm-hmm. and Howard and Hampton. You know, we look at these places that were built for us to get to go to. It's mm-hmm. still such an honor to be able to go and get higher education in a nation that was going to kill you for learning. Amen. So. It, to me, it's like when we compare it to like, well, this is what the white girls are doing. It's like we we should never compare what we're doing to what the white girls are doing. They have no. had a completely different track and a completely different uh, set of rules and plans for them. And we got to focus on us. So focus on y'all. This is a great group chat topic. Thank y'all for calling us. 1-855-AMANDA-8 is the number. That's 1-855-262-6328. This is the Amanda Seals Show, and it's a group chat Thursday. When we come back, we got Representative Jasmine Crockett. She is joining us to give us the lowdown, the sweet lowdown on what's going, what is going down and what is up with the current state of affairs over at the United States House of Representatives. We'll be right back to the Amanda Seals Show. The Amanda Seals Show. We up, we up, we up. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. We Happy Thursday. It's group chat Thursday. And, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, (laughs) what I love is just how awesome the phone calls were for our group chat of the week. So I want y'all to understand we do a group chat of the week every week and you can hear yourself on the radio. All you got to do is call us up. One eight five five Amanda eight. That's one eight five five two six two six three two eight. Keep it honest. Keep it real. Keep it funky. All right. Mm -hmm. We're going to play the calls and talk about the calls. Okay. so make sure you do that. Now, as we continue on a group chat Thursday, a, a lot of people have been talking about what's been going on in the House of Representatives. They, what did they do, Jeremiah? They ousted Kevin McCarthy. From his That's what they shit. did. That's what they did. <laughs> they ousted him. And so uh, we have Representative Jasmine Crockett. You know, we mm-hmm. got her on the main line. And so we were able to get her to come through and, uh, you know, basically talk about the government shutdown, all that good stuff. Uh, So that's what's going down this hour. Don't forget, where can they get our show if they don't get to hear the show today? Well, they can check out check it out on anywhere to get their podcast go to any podcast app search the medicine shows go pop right on up hear the show in its entirety all right so now you know remember you can also follow us on the instagrams and the youtubes at seals set it so mm-hmm. keep it locked it's time to listen up and learn it's the amanda seals show welcome back to the amanda seals show y'all it's amanda seals here and we are joined by representative jasmine crockett democrat representing dallas tejas 
Hello, Jasmine. Hi, Amanda. <laughs> um, okay, so <laughs> I, I'm very, I'm very glad that we were able to get you on the line because mm-hmm. there's a lot going on in like the political sphere that I don't think everybody is aware of, particularly in Congress. Um, but you have an uncanny knack of breaking things down. So there's been a lot of talk about a government shutdown that somehow got, you know, a, a delayed. And then there was talk today of somebody getting ousted from the speaker role. And it was Kevin McCarthy. And then he did get ousted. So I would love if you could just run it down for our listeners of how we avoided a government shutdown and how that led to Speaker Kevin McCarthy getting ousted. We just like saying the word ousted, getting ousted <laughs> from his uh, position yeah. as Speaker of the House. OK, so in short, everybody needs to go vote. I, I don't really know where else uh, to summarize where we can start with this story. So, yes, this is playing out like a terrible reality TV show. The problem is that real lives are actually attached to this. So we can start with the government shutdown. Um, Essentially, we have to make sure that we get our budget together every year. Our budget fiscal year ends at the end of September. And so basically what happened is we didn't pass our bills. So therefore, we had nothing to send to the Senate so that the Senate could then decide if they wanted to go with our bills or not to get it to the president. If we don't pass Mm. our bills by the end of September, then that means that we're not allowed to keep going forward. We can't spend any money because we've not laid out what that money should look like. So people that have jobs. So a lot of people think, oh, a government shutdown, that doesn't affect me. I don't work for the federal government. Lies. Lies on top of lies, to be perfectly honest. It affects everybody. So everybody that's out here complaining about gas prices too high, food too high, my clothes too high. It was only going to get worse because we've Mm got to make sure that planes are in the air. That's our supply Mm -hmm. chain issues, right? FAA, it's our air traffic controllers. They are federal employees. So the last time that we were able to shut down uh, a shutdown, and actually get them back in order, it was when the air traffic controllers decided they weren't going to go to work. That messed up everything for everybody. But that's just one job. When you talk about our security, our national security, you're telling troops that they need to do what they got to do, but they're not going to get paid. Everybody that's complaining about the border, they got to go to the border, but they're not going to get paid. Like, people don't have time for that. And this idea (laughs) that people aren't living, like, check to check, that is a Mm -hmm. real thing for people who at least aren't even having to have multiple jobs because some people Mm -hmm. really don't make enough on their first job in the first place. So I do want people to know when this comes around, because I feel like we'll be dealing with Groundhog's Day again um, Mm. once this CR runs out. I think that people... What is a CR? Continuing resolution. So a continuing resolution was passed because we didn't finish our homework, which was putting our budget (laughs) together. So we have 12 big bills. So it's kind of like saying... All right, what's my budget for my car? What's my budget for my house? What's my budget for my gas? What's my, like, so we have 12 of them that we have to do. So we hadn't finished in time. So instead what we did was a continuing resolution. Basically what that said was, we will keep our spending levels exactly where they have been for the last year. We'll do that for another 45 days. So basically nothing changed for the next 45 days. I think we're now probably down to like 43 days or whatever. The problem is that we will approach that deadline again. And now because McCarthy decided not to shut the government down, 
Matt Gates said, all right, boo, it's time for you to go. When we get back, I want you to explain to us this whole ousting of Kevin McCarthy and what that really means for the American people. Because I think for a lot of people, they just like, that's just some white people over there doing whatever they do. They ain't got nothing right. to do with me. Right. Okay. So keep it locked right here. We got Representative Jasmine Crockett representing Dallas, Texas, a real Democrat, not one that actually switched sides four months after their second term. Uh, so we're going to get into more of this when we get back to the Amanda Seal Show. Keep it locked. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. Welcome back, y'all. This is the Amanda Seal Show. I'm Amanda Seals, and we are in the building with Representative Jasmine Crockett of Dallas, Texas, and she is catching us up on what's going on in Congress right now. You know, there was a whole situation with the um, government shutdown and now right. uh, the well Kevin McCarthy got shut down and he was the speaker <laughs> of the house and right. he just got ousted word of the mm. week ousted but I think a lot of people <laughs> may not know about this they may not care about this um, and I would love for you to just get, get get us together on why this matters why what this impacts and how it represents what's going on in our American climate in general because this is the first time this ever happened in history right right Absolutely. This is the first time it's ever happened. Hopefully it will. Well, I don't know if I want to say hopefully it'll be the last time because I don't know who they're going to nominate next. But nevertheless, right. um, so there was a motion to vacate. The reason we've <laughs> never seen somebody actually be vacated. So there's only one other time in history. And it was like in the maybe the 1800s or something. I don't remember when maybe 1837 or something like that, um, where there was a motion to vacate that was put out there. But the speaker did not get vacated. This is the first time in history that the motion was made and it was actually carried out. So basically what happened is it's a it's a vacancy. We don't have a speaker at this point in time of the United States. Like there's there's no speaker at all. And most people don't really understand the significance of a speaker in the first place. Number one, the speaker is Mm. third in line when it comes to the presidency. So if something if something was supposed to happen to uh, if something happened to our president, then the number two, obviously, is the vice president. But the number three is actually the Speaker of the House. And so we've got that situation. Not to mention, you know, we are, if for some reason there's anything that happens with war, it legitimately takes an act of of Congress to engage in that. But right now, we're at a standstill. We can't do anything. So it honestly is an issue of national security as well. Um, So right now, we're really in uncharted territory because this has never happened. So the parliamentarians are trying to figure out how much power the speaker pro tem has. Um, basically, that parliamentarian. So the we parliamentarian is starting the, from the bottom up here. That's the <laughs> that's the rules person. That's it. That's the rules person. All they do is okay. pour over rules. They tell us what the we can and can't do. Right. Exactly. They're the refs. Right. Then you have the situation of because we don't have an actual elected speaker. There's a speaker pro tem. So basically an acting speaker right now. So there was an envelope that uh, Kevin McCarthy had given over when he was first sworn in. And actually, a lot of us normally do this. I don't think I did this for Congress. I didn't do it for Congress because they have to elect somebody. But depending on what position you're elected to, sometimes you have to tell somebody if I was to die, this is who I want to act on my behalf or whatever. So if for some reason he was to become incapacitated in some way, they had to have a list of who would be acting on his behalf until somebody else could be elected if that was necessary. 
So the guy that we have now is just like a stand in, but he doesn't have the full power of an elected speaker, even though I just got word that he decided he was going to kick Nancy Pelosi out of her office. And I was like, you talk about being petty. First of all, I don't even know if you have the power to do that. Second of all, Nancy wasn't even there. I'm like, y'all are so threatened. She wasn't even there. Well, and the um, reason she's not there as well, the reason she's not there is because she's taking Diane Feinstein's body to California. Like, it's not, yeah. it's, it's, yeah. it's not even yeah, like she's exactly. not there because she was no. on a date. No, when I say savage, dude who we don't even know has the power to do this was like, not only do you have to go, you need to be gone by tomorrow, and we are changing the locks tomorrow. Like, he is, I'm like, who are you? I've never even heard of this man until today. <laughs> Nevertheless, is he a and don't ask me his name. Yeah, he's a congressperson, but I don't know. He's some <laughs> random Republican. I don't know. So anyway, so now the big question is, we have only a few days to get our homework done. The homework that we hadn't been able to get done in the first nine months, right? So now we've got to get through our appropriations bills, but we can't do anything. So the hearings that some of y'all have been tuning into, especially the bootleg mm -hmm. impeachment, there will be no hearings that will take place. Um, there's nothing that goes on in the House until we have okay. a speaker. And so the Republicans, they have met up. They are supposed to nominate someone. It's my understanding that McCarthy said he ain't going to run again. So I guess he said, forget this. I'm tired of y'all. Um, and I don't know who it's going to be. But the craziest thing about this is that somebody wants to nominate Trump because what? technically you do not have to be a member of the House of Representatives at all to be the speaker. So you can nominate anybody nominate off the street. I'm ready. <laughs> I'm, put me in the game, coach. They just put me in the game. We gonna change so, the dress code in the house just like they did in the Senate. Put me in the game. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's, it's a really scary but wild time at the same time. But what I want people to recognize is that there's nothing but dysfunction coming from the Republican Party. And it doesn't matter what part of the country we're talking about this is dysfunction within them as a whole like the the vacation yeah. of this seat this was done with Republicans fighting Republicans. Democrats didn't even get involved. We didn't say a word. It's Group Chat Thursday, y'all. Today, we are chatting with Representative Jasmine Crockett, Democrat out of Dallas, Texas. Now, when we come back, our conversation will continue. We're going to talk about the state of the Republican Party. And I also want Representative Crockett to break down the bills that need to get passed in order to, for real, avoid a government shutdown. Because we only in a holding pattern right now until November 14th. All that and more up next on The Amanda Seals Show. The Amanda Seals Show. We up, we up, we up. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. -ba -ba. 
Yes, yes, y'all. It's the Amanda Seals Show, your favorite comedian and common sense specialist. Welcome back. Okay, we are in the middle of a group chat Thursday and we are joined by Representative Jasmine Crockett. Thank you, Jasmine, for joining us again. Now, let's let's talk about these Republicans because people love to say that the Republicans, Democrats are the same thing, et cetera. But Mm -hmm. what I'm looking at is dysfunction versus folks actually squatting up. So let me like get, get me together. Yeah. So it's 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 a really scary but wild time at the same time. But what I want people to recognize is that there's nothing but dysfunction coming from the Republican Party. And it doesn't matter what part of the country we're talking about. This is dysfunction within them as a whole, like the the vacation of this seat. This was done with Republicans fighting Republicans. Democrats didn't even get involved. We didn't say a word. Yeah. And this is in the midst of a crisis because the bills need to get passed. So it's like, mm-hmm. you know, this also could have been done at a different time. But Matt Gates wanted to put right. on a little performance and audition for his own reality show. I get it. But let me be clear. Them bills they was going to pass, they ain't no good anyway. And they did nope. on arrival. It, it nope. doesn't matter. Like all the bills are like, no, they're like, oh, no, we want to take away abortion access. We want to um, like they're going to they uh, propose to defund our DEI office um, right now. This in the House, all kinds. Of, it ain't nothing that nobody Wasn't wanted. They wanted they wanted to cut spending. They wanted to cut like 80 percent of funding to uh, schools and underprivileged schools, et cetera. I saw that in there. And then they tried to slide in a raise. (laughs) So there's there's a ton of cutting. Now, listen, I'm not going to argue against this cola. It is not a raise. It is a cost of living adjustment. It costs too much money. Just so y'all know, in Congress, they do not put us up in housing whatsoever. Basically, you get your salary and it is the only job in the country where they say, listen, you are required to reside in this one state, but you are required to show up for work. So you have to have two residences. Mm-hmm. And it's not like they pay them no big set of money. I mean, you know, I pay more for my apartment in D.C. than I pay for my actual housing at home. And I must have both. Um, but right. nevertheless, they were shady as hell for doing it. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, you you can't be cutting while also being like, so about my cost of living adjustment, right? Right. Um, it, and, and technically by law, it is built in. That's why nobody really caught it because it is built in that it is automatically supposed to happen. But Congress actually turns it down every year. So you have to write affirmative language saying, hey, no, we won't take that, which I'm actually not a part of that club that wants to do that. Um, the 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 judiciary said, we're not playing with y'all no more. We're going to detach ours. We want our COLA. And now our federal judges make close to $300,000 a year. We're not quite at 200. So, and they don't have to worry about their housing situation. They just live in one place and work in that same place, not right. a matter of doing two. So that is part of kind of what happened. So, To be clear, half of them don't want these bills either because I've had conversations, but they're going to vote for them so that they can say, we tried to do the right thing, but because y'all got Democrats in the Senate and Democrats in the White House, then we had to make compromises. They just want to talk about it, but in real life, they don't want it because I'm like, how is it that you're going to do this? Like, there's no way that we can say for agriculture, for instance, drop it down to 2007 levels. We have more people in this country than we had in 07. They've decided that crypto is now a commodity that has to be regulated through agriculture. So we had to put in a regulatory agency to oversee that where we passed the bill saying that $90 million needs to go into that. There's just no way. And, and even if we didn't have any of this other drama, the reality is that 
if if we adjusted for regular inflation, it would have to go up. We've also had hyperinflation. So they voted for the bill and then they're like, yeah, no, we we just waiting on the Senate to fix it for us. And, and this is where uh. I, this is where I have a problem with politics. And most people probably have problems with politicians because they say things and they do things and it's performative and they like to keep mm-hmm. people in the dark. And mm-hmm. so I'm like, if people just understood, then they would actually allow you to do the right thing. But instead, y'all want to like lie to them and keep them in the dark and just keep them ignorant. And then we end up with these stupid games that they play. We've been talking to Jasmine Crockett, Representative Jasmine Crockett, that is. Let me be clear. Uh, the freshman representative representing, that's a lot of representatives, representative representing uh, <laughs> Dallas, Texas on this group chat Thursday. The phone lines are open, y'all. What did you think about our conversation? Hit me up, one eight five five amanda 8 That's one 262 6328 You can also catch Representative Crockett on the new episode of Small Doses, my other podcast, and it's uh, side effects of gathering the government because she be getting them folks together. All right, stay tuned up next. We got Jeremiah like the Bible's most likely to on the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. We ain't nobody's fool. No. We shaking up the system. Rewrite unwritten rules. We speak the world all this time. We shine and rise. We up, we up, we up. The Amanda Seal Show. Amanda Seals show. I'm your girl, Amanda Seals, your favorite comedian and come since specialist. And just a side note, I am in gymnastics heaven because Worlds is going on this week and it's just like every day, every day. And shout out to the men. Uh, the men really nailed it. They they made it onto the podium. So the American men, third place, big deal, big whoop. All right. So shout out to that. And um, there was something else I wanted to mention on today's show that is slipping my mind, but I'll think about it and remember it. It's time to, to listen, laugh, and learn because we got the word of the day. Okay? All right. The word of the day for Jeremiah and Supreme is X. E-C-H-T. It's an adjective. X. That combination of letters is throwing me off. <laughs> I know. That's a lot of consonants. It's, it's um, To... You said it's an adjective. Mm-hmm. Um, to be like the representative of something. To be. To be. <laughs> etched. <laughs> to be etched. <laughs> Help me out. Okay. Help me out. Help me out. <laughs> I would say. Um, hmm. It sounds like to draw something. I don't know, but you said it was an adjective, so I'm just. Yeah. yeah. Stop listening to what it sound like and <laughs> like the other words that it sound like. <laughs> okay, so neither of y'all were anywhere in the ballpark. I'm, I'm, um, I'm like, this is storming. Usually I'm, I could <laughs> grab something. I can't. Yeah, that one got me. The It is a synonym of authentic, genuine, and true. So I hope that on my epitaph when I die, it's etched that I was an ect person. Hmm. X, X, okay. That one, that, I don't know how I'm going to use that one on day to day because them letters go throw me off. Authentic, yeah, I mean, an adjective used mostly in formal or literary speech and writing as a synonym of authentic, gen, genuine, and true. Act. I mean, act, that, that sounds like German or something, but I don't know. Yeah, it's um, like the, this, the uh, <laughs> consonants together. But it's yes. a good word. Authentic, genuine, and true. We love that. 
I had no we idea. We listen, we laugh, and we learn right here at the Amanda Seal Show, and we're authentic, genuine, and true. We're very act. We're very act. Right. Am I pronouncing it right, TJ? Act? Yes, you are. All right. All right. Jeremiah, what subjects do we have coming up this hour? Subjects feels very, uh, very, it's very formal. Formal, yes. <laughs> Uh, we're coming to this hour. You have your I be knowing. We're going to take some calls. And we got some 60 second headlines for the people. All right. You know, we always got to keep y'all up to date on the things and going, the, the goings ons of the things goings ons. All right. So make sure you hit us up 1 855 8. That's 1 262 Thank you again to Jasmine Crockett for coming through and sharing with us her knowledge. And thank y'all for calling up and sharing with us your knowledge. Remember, things I learned this week, every Friday, we got to share. That's what community is all about. All right. It's time to listen, laugh, and learn. It's the Amanda Seals Show. Keep it locked. Welcome back to the Amanda Seals Show. It's Amanda Seals here. And it is time for a. I be knowing. So lately, I have really been really just plugging away at making sure that I just expand my knowledge. And it really, I think for some of us, it can be like, ugh, I don't want to be like, I feel like I'm in school again. You know, I don't want to have to like study things like that. Who want to do that? But I got to tell y'all, it's been feeling really invigorating to just be learning new things that I I feel like inform the things that I've already knew. Um, And it really is about also like just using your experience in life to apply it to the new things that you're learning. Like, I'm sure like a lot of the stuff that I'm reviewing, right, which is stuff about um, just black history, about black policy in America, et cetera. Like it's stuff that's been floating around in my consciousness, but because I have a new awareness, it is resonating differently for me. And I just want to encourage everybody to never let your curiosity die because I feel like that curiosity dying is really what does age people. And is really what allows for people like the folks that watch Fox news and sit around and let them lie to them. Like it's what allows them to get lied to, right? It's what allows them to become sheep. And I feel like so many of us are talking about how like, we don't want to be sheep. You know, you're not going to the government, not going to tell me what to do and this and that and that and this, but we're not actually utilizing our access to information to keep us moving forward and being able to really challenge these things. What instead of what we're doing is really just like responding to other people's opinions with our opinions. And that really bottoms out. So it's the curiosity that really gets your opinion to actually be a valid, responsible thought and not just something that you're throwing into the wind. So it also makes you feel good that as you get older, you can still like learn new tricks. You know what I'm saying? Like that's what new information and new knowledge is. It's a new trick in your bag to get your point across and to challenge the the falsehoods that are constantly being thrown in your way. So uh, shout out to everybody who's out there like really trying to expand their their mind frame. You know, if you have a little couple of dollars, you know, it's worth getting masterclass. Um, they have a lot of great information on there, but also like a lot of books and whatnot are offered in PDF form online. So there's like a lot of like college course books and just like books about different things that are important, like the constitution that you may be like, dang, like, how am I going to get access to that? And they'd be having the full PDF version online. So I just want to encourage everybody out there never to let your brain get stagnant and never trick yourself into thinking, you know, enough, because there's always more to learn and it's not just about yourself but about this world and it really does feed you i be knowing the amanda seal show we up we up we up
Welcome to the Amanda Seals Show. I'm Amanda Seals, your favorite comedian and common sense specialist on a group chat Thursday. You know, we love to chat with y'all, so let's take it to the phone lines. Who's on the line? Amanda, I don't think that um, the dating pool is is so as so small as as it is made out to be. But let me say this: I think that um, <laughs> it's the the window should not open when a, a woman goes to college. But it, it should open after she gets her degree, um, so that way she can focus on herself and then decide what she actually wants um, for her life and from a man. That's what I think. Well, thank you for sharing what you think. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think I honestly, again, it's like this conversation is really touching a nerve because I think so many of us are really trying to figure out like what you know, what is the formula for how we get folks mm-hmm. together and how we stay together? And and I think at the end of the day, it's really about the fact that the culture has shifted. Like the culture You're of right. the culture of commitment has shifted. Like it's just not what it mm-hmm. was. And for the most part, uh, black women are definitely like in a state of being able to pursue their careers in a way that they didn't mm-hmm. get to before. Uh, same with black men. So I think that there's really just a lot of folks looking at things in the matter of like, yo, I'm trying to make sure that I do me. Also with the whole family thing, I know a lot of folks are like, I'm not trying to step into no situation where I got to be dependent on somebody. Listen, like, you can eat, uh, you can eat wash sure. your clothes in college. Now you I got to depend on you. <laughs> now I got to depend on you? Like, let me make sure that my stuff is lined up. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Let me make sure that I got my bank account, my my situation together. And, and, and I don't think that's about distrust of like mm-hmm. marriage, but I think it's about just the reality that once upon a time, people stayed in marriages because they had to. Right. And that's just not what it is anymore. People love to tell this lie to ourselves that people say the marriage is because they <laughs> there was love. And, you know, we've had enough conversations with grandparents to understand. I love my granddaddy, Amanda. She loved him. <laughs> but you said something that was key, though. There's like a switch in culture, I think, because one of our colleagues earlier who's a doctor, she was saying, like, you know, she pursued doctoring versus mm-hmm. like marriage. But mm-hmm. I'm sure a lot of women back in the day where they had to choose their family, they wish I want to go be a doctor. I want to go I- be... <laughs> An astronaut, and I had yes. to stay here and be married. <laughs> Want to be an astronaut? I had to stay on Earth. It is what it um, is, man. So we we love y'all calling up, and we uh, would love for y'all to tell us. Continue to share your thoughts. One eight five five Amanda eight. That's one eight five five two six two six three two eight. Keep it locked right here to the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up. We up. We up. Welcome back to the Amanda Seal Show. It's Amanda Seals here, and it is time for Jeremiah of the Bible to bring us some sixty second headlines. <laughs> All right. First up, Tennessee State Representative Justin Jones has filed a federal lawsuit against Speaker of the House Cameron Sexton and other House officials mm-hmm. alleging his constitutional rights have been repeatedly violated. That is a fact. I mean, it's just what it is. And let me just tell you something. They're going to try you every time. And so you end up having to go this distance because they don't think you're going to be bothered. Justin Jones very clearly wants to be bothered. He's always been about that life. Mm-hmm. Also, marijuana may be... Marijuana may remain illegal federally, but in most states, it's accessible for adult medical and recreational use. And on November 7th, Ohio voters will be the latest to weigh in on the issue. I mean, and, you know, Joe Biden, that's one of his policies that he's talking about in his reelection is that he wants to mm-hmm. uh, reduce the uh, federal ban on marijuana. Mm-hmm. Also up next, we're going to talk about four months after Jackie O suddenly died at the age of 32, authorities have revealed that her cause of death for DC Young Fly's longtime partner was complications due to cosmetic surgery. 
that how does that help that's i mean <laughs> that was obvious <laughs> wasn't it yeah yeah, but you know, I guess they want to give that an official statement, an official. I was gonna say because that's report. that's what everyone put together. She just had surgery and now she passed away, so it must be a complication from the surgery. Thanks for the no information, guys. <laughs> also, Hunter Biden has been instructed to seek employment by a judge as a condition for avoiding jail time in in advance of his upcoming trial on gun charges. Child, I don't even understand what's going on over there. So I'm just like, all right, all right, all right. Uh, <laughs> um, you know what? That's your 60 second headlines, y'all. Keep it locked right here to the Amanda Seal Show. We've been in the midst of a, a great, like a really a robust group chat Thursday. So I've really been enjoying things. I hope you've been enjoying it as much as I have. Keep it locked right here to the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. All right. It's the Amanda Seal Show. I'm your girl, Amanda Seals. And uh, we have been here on Group Chat Thursday having a real a great time. I love being able to have y'all's voices on the show. We have two guests. Shout out to Alicia Garza of Black Futures Lab. Make sure you go there to blackfutureslab.org and fill out the Black Census so you can have your voice heard when the Black Agenda is put together, um, which is a resource that is used to create policy and legislation specifically uh, for Black <laughs> folks. Also, shout out to Representative Jasmine Crockett of Dallas, Texas, uh, for shining on and signing on to uh, give us some insight on what's going on in the U.S. House of Representatives and the BS craziness and the ousting (laughs) of your man's uh, (laughs) Kevin McCarthy. All right. Uh, That's that's really that's really uh, basically what we talked about. Did I miss anything? We talked about obviously Ebony K. Williams controversial take about yes. you know black women choosing marriage or, or focusing on marriage while in college. We had to bring that up, and people had a lot to say. We had a lot of good calls today. So please remember to give us a call one eight five five Amanda eight so you can be a part of our group chat Thursday topic. We announce the topic on Mondays. We let y'all know what we're gonna be talking about, and we want y'all to chime in. All right, we want y'all to chime in. Now before we go, I'm actually gonna be in D.C. this weekend, but I want to send some love and shout out to Morgan State. You know they were under siege this week uh, because there was an active shooter on campus and uh, Supreme, I know your son um, goes to Morgan. Supreme, didn't you go to Morgan? No, I went to Delaware State. I went to Delaware State. Okay, you went to Delaware State. Apologies, apologies. Uh, But one thing that I want to just point out is that, you know, this active shooter, this live shooter situation that happened at Morgan State, when I went online and I looked at these different news sites, no one was talking about it in real time. Uh, Not MSNBC, not CNN, not even our black sites like Blavity. And I just, when when UNC Chapel Hill was going through a similar situation, it was live up to the second, up to the minute. So, you know, our HBCUs, this is not the first report that we have heard about Mm -hmm. there being somebody coming onto campus to harm folks. We don't know right now what the cause or or why this happened um, at the time of this recording. But I do want you all to to know that we are, you know, holding you up and in prayer. And also, again, gun violence in this country is just it is crazy that we live with this every day. You never know when it's going to happen and you never know when you're going to be a part of it. And at this point, it seems like it is as American as apple pie to be somehow involved or adjacent to a active shooter situation. Amanda, can I chime in on that one? Please. Yes. Uh, Because I think the reason for that is because a it hurts enrollment when you have all of that news out there and the news is constantly covering. So I think they go above and beyond to keep it contained because this is things like this have been happening since I was in school at HBCUs all across this country. 
And I don't think it gets enough coverage because of the enrollment issue. And it hurts the legacy of a historically black college to have these type of issues all the time. That may have been the case in the 90s, but I think we're in a we're in a specific climate now where Mm -hmm. we do need to acknowledge that these things are happening. Absolutely. we, We have to acknowledge, too, that there's been like people who wanted to come on these campuses to hurt people because they did not like black people. Right. Yes, because they, yes. So, so, I mean, I think when we, when we acknowledge like what's going on, we ultimately also have to acknowledge that black lives matter. And so mm-hmm. if there is a reason with the, to me, if the college is saying we don't want the news out there because it's going to besmirch our image, I think that's counterproductive to mm-hmm. the facts that we need to have this out there because we do need to protect our students and we need to show that their lives are just as valuable. So, I mean, again, we we don't know what the cause of this particular scenario is, but, you know, there is there was word that it was like two groups, I guess, like two. That's what they're saying, but they don't know. They haven't even caught the people yet. So fair. They don't know. So (laughs) they don't know. Uh, But nonetheless, we want to just shout out Morgan State and um you know, the media these days, as we are members of the media, and it right. just, I feel like, is really important to me that we do not play into kind of like the, the we, the strategy. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Strategy. <laughs> you feel me? Yeah. So I just want to make sure that we are, at the end of the day, always trying our best to use these platforms to just keep black folks informed and uplifted. Uh, so I hope that you all feel that way because that's what we're doing right here. That's why the tagline is listen, laugh, and learn. We are each other's business. When we look out for each other, we lift each other up. Stay safe, y'all. It's the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up.